Acts 14, 1 through 28. Devotional Focus Verse And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Acts 14, 21, and 22. The dictionary indicates that the word preach means to deliver a sermon or religious address to an assembled group of people, typically in church, or to publicly proclaim or teach a religious message or belief. While those definitions accurately describe how Paul and Barnabas taught, Sometimes a song also can be a way of preaching. Through the years, I have been privileged to sing with many choral groups, performing a wide range of musical styles. One of my favorite numbers, and one that certainly preaches the gospel, is a traditional spiritual entitled, Good News, Chariots A-Comin'. The lyrics powerfully communicate the longing for an eternal home that was handed down musically from generation to generation. As I sing it, I cannot help but mourn the suffering and oppression, some of the much tribulation alluded to in our focus verse, that led to such a song. However, I also marvel at the hope that transcended the circumstances of those early singers. The words are simple and repetitive, yet they offer reassurance about what awaits beyond this life. Good news, chariots are coming, and I don't want it to leave me behind. There's a long white robe in heaven I know, and I don't want it to leave me behind. There's a starry crown in heaven I know, and I don't want it to leave me behind. There's a golden harp in heaven I know, and I don't want it to leave me behind. Good news, chariots are coming, and I don't want it to leave me behind. The song shares the good news that one day all who have experienced new life through Jesus Christ will be taken into an eternity with Him. It proclaims the blessed hope that our current circumstances, no matter how troubled, are only temporary. The joys that await us in heaven will be eternal. Now that is very good news. According to our focus verse, Paul and Barnabas preached the gospel in Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. The word gospel comes from a Greek word meaning good news, and without doubt, the message of encouragement these two men preached was good. Today, there are many sources of news in our world, everything from word of mouth to electronic messaging that can span the globe in mere seconds. There is plenty of bad news that graphically demonstrates the fact that humanity is broken and in great need of help. Yet, good news is also available. We can have hope of a bright future through Christ. That is the gospel message which Paul and Barnabas preached, and which God also calls us to preach, through words, through our lives, or through song. Background Information 
Acts 14 continues the account of Paul's first missionary journey, focusing on his ministry in Galatia, an area that today is located in central Turkey. Paul, accompanied by Barnabas, had traveled from Antioch in Syria across the Mediterranean Sea to the island of Cyprus, onto Perga in Pamphylia, and then to Antioch in Pisidia near Asia Minor. Chapter 14 gives details of their time spent in Iconium, verses 1 through 7, Lystra and Derby, verses 8 through 21, and their return to Antioch, verses 22 through 28. Themes of preaching the gospel, embracing the truth, particularly by Gentiles, and withstanding persecution recur throughout the passage. Because of the threat of stoning in Iconium, Paul and Barnabas departed from that city and went about 20 miles south to Lystra, and soon after that, east to Derby, which was a distance of 60 miles. In Lystra, because of the healing of a man with crippled feet, the superstitious Lyconians hailed Paul and Barnabas as incarnations of the gods Jupiter and Mercurius, Roman equivalents for the Greek gods Zeus and Hermes. Jupiter was the most popular god in Galatia and was the patron god of Lystra, where a temple had been built in his honor. According to an ancient legend, the two gods had visited the city many years before. An old couple had extended hospitality and were rewarded for their kindness. Possibly with that legend in mind, the people of the city brought garlands, used in religious rites, and oxen for sacrifices, with the intent of showering the two missionaries with gifts and honor. Paul used this misunderstanding as an opportunity to direct the multitudes toward the living God, describing him as creator of the universe. See verse 15. He cited as proof the people's own geography and climate conditions, noting that the rain and abundance of crops were signs of God's goodness to them, because the climate of the central Anatolian plateau typically was semi-arid. Paul stated that God left not himself without witness, in verse 17, even to those unfamiliar with his revelation to the Jews. On this portion of his trip, Paul experienced a threat of stoning in Iconium, and subsequently was stoned and left for dead by Jews angry about his message. See verse 5 and 19. Paul later referenced this incident in 2 Corinthians 11.25. The home of Timothy, the younger minister mentored by Paul, was likely in this area. Acts 16 indicates that during the apostles' second visit to Lystra, Timothy was invited by Paul to join him, so he may have been converted during this first missionary journey. Another detail supporting this supposition is that in 2 Timothy 3, 10 and 11, Paul referenced Timothy's familiarity with the persecutions he had endured in that region, making it probable that the younger man had been in the vicinity when those persecutions occurred. Conclusion We have received good news. 
While we may not all be preachers, we should all proclaim the gospel through our words and our lives.